was talking to our youth minister recently about how kids in junior high and sometimes in high school have such a need to fit in because of their social development that they sometimes will do anything not to stick out. They'll do anything not to be different, not to be part of the crowd. Now certainly because we're social creatures, this is normal, especially as we're developing in our interactions and our acceptance in our environment. But it's really important for us to recognize that this can be damaging depending on the, the, the company in which we keep, the community around us. Because if the community around us is not doing what is right or have different values, this can really lead us astray. In today's gospel, Jesus is telling us that we're not supposed to fit in. We're supposed to be different from our surroundings. The context here, Jesus is talking about the command to love our enemies. And he, he, he says that we're supposed to be different from the sinners around us, right? He says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. What I mean by sinners here, what Jesus means is people who don't believe in him, who aren't following him. And he's saying to the Christians, you're called to live differently. He says it a couple more times. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend money and expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. Jesus is emphatically saying to his followers, you must be different from those who do not believe. You're supposed to be different. You're not supposed to measure yourself by those around you. You're called to a radical kind of love. And this radical kind of love is very difficult. Jesus, are you saying we need to love our enemies? Those who hate us, who set themselves up against us, those who cause our lives, lives to be miserable? We're supposed to do good to them and love them and not expect repayment? And he says, yep, that's exactly what I'm calling you to do. It's very, it's very important for us to recognize why Jesus is challenging, challenging us so deeply. Because if we don't understand the why, it's gonna be very difficult for us to do this. He gives two reasons in the text that we need to be loving our enemies. First is that by loving our enemies, we can live as children of our Father. He, he challenges us to be merciful as the Father is merciful because the Father is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. This is really what holiness means. Holiness means to be like God. And God treats his enemies with great mercy and kindness. In fact, he's treated us with great mercy and kindness. Paul says we had become God's enemies through our sin. And so he gave himself up for us who were ungrateful, right? Who were wicked. And he's saying, you need to be like the father. That's your call in your life is to be holy. Holy, being holy means being like God and specifically here in being like God in his love. That's what we're called to. In many ways, this should be reason enough for us to love our enemies so that we can be just like God who loved his enemies, who's loved us. But it gives a further reason why we need to be making sure that we're loving our enemies. Because if we do not love our enemies, we lose our reward. To put it a different way, if we don't love our enemies, we can actually forfeit all that God has, all that God has done for us. He says later in the passage, stop judging and you will not be judged. Stop condemning and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will, you will be forgiven. Right, so God has freed us from judgment. He's freed us from condemnation. 
He's freed us from our sins. He's done all of these things for us. But if we do not give that away to others, we forfeit the very things he does for us. One of the the, the paradoxes of the gospel that I often like to say is that you're never allowed to keep what you refuse to give away. We've received everything in terms of mercy. Everything that is good has been given to us in the form of mercy because we don't deserve it. And if we hold on to it and we refuse to give that away, we forfeit everything that he has given to us. This is very serious. So that no matter what's going on in our life, we're still called to love our enemies. As a pastor, I will say that I'm very edified by those of you that I know who are really struggling to love others, that you really show up to the struggle, that you really uh, are pouring your heart out trying to forgive those who have hurt you, that you refuse to cancel people because of their mistakes, because of their sins and their failures, that you refuse to give into the culture of gossip that is so rampant in our cult, in our society. You refuse to become bitter because you know that God is calling you to love and to have mercy on those who maybe have set themselves up against you, that you're working on forgiving. I'm, I'm very edified by that. There are a lot of people who are following Jesus very closely in this parish, and I'm very edified by that. But we also, I have to acknowledge that this is a very difficult call. In fact, the call to love our enemies is so radical that we can fall into two different errors regarding this call in our own life. The first error is a kind of a perfectionism. We can fall into a perfectionism, trying to love our enemies with everything that we have, and then we begin to see all the different ways in which we fall short, and that perfectionism will always lead to a kind of discouragement. I just can't do it. It's too hard. Look at how much I fail. And when we grow discouraged about the call of God in our life, it's precisely then that we just simply give up. I can't do this. There's no way I can be holy. And so we give up. So that's one kind of temptation is to try to be perfect and we recognize we're not perfect, we grow discouraged and we stop. The second error is sometimes actually flows from this first one is that we look to the call of, of holiness in our life and we begin to compromise. We say, we can't do this. We begin to compromise. We begin to, to, to cut corners, make excuses, rationalize our sin. And say, so we're really, the call is not really for me. It's really for the priests. Uh, it's for the deacons. It's not really, I can't really live like this. And then we begin to, in many ways, give ourselves too much slack. And we say, this is just not possible. And so we, we kind of fall into an indifference. You see, compromise on the call to holiness makes us indifferent. And we begin to think, well, it doesn't really matter if I'm holy. It doesn't really matter if I do this because everyone else around me is fine. You see, the, the, the result of both of these errors is that we actually aren't loving our enemies. We're not living the call that Jesus has to us. You might find yourself struggling with one of those more than the other. But regardless, what's the answer to both? The answer to both is mercy. So if you're one who struggles with perfectionism and that you grow discouraged because you can't find yourself loving in the same way that you want to love and you're not living up to the law of Christ, if you grow discouraged, remember that God never asked you to do this on your own. Remember that it is precisely by his love and mercy inside of you and with you that you're capable of loving your neighbor. And so when you recognize you falling short of forgiving your neighbor, falling short of, of maybe refusing to not judge them, or maybe you're, you're gossiping about people, or maybe you really have this resentment and bitterness. If you notice that in yourself, have recourse to God's mercy. 
In fact, there's no surer way for you to have the strength to love your enemies than for you to go to God and receive mercy for your own faults and your failures. So my encouragement is to, to know that there's no room for discouragement when we have a God who is this merciful. And number two, if you're struggling with compromise, that is, you tend to like, you tend to relativize this call and say, well, I don't really have to live this radical kind of love. And that leads to this kind of indifference. Just remember who you are and what God has done for you. You are his beloved son or daughter, and Jesus has saved you from the judgment and the condemnation and the sin and the punishment that is your due. He saved you from that, and he's calling you to a radical kind of love different from those around you. And to remember that also means to remember that, hey, if I don't take this call seriously, I might forfeit the very love that he's offered for me on the cross. I might lose my reward. By the way, these are two signs that you are on the path of holiness. To ask the question, am I, am I, how am I doing? Am I on the path of holiness? There's two things that I just said that might give you an indication as to whether or not you are. The first is that you have an acute awareness of how much you fall short, right? how much you are not living this out. You're aware of how you aren't loving your enemy. And the second thing is, is that you have a conviction that you're called to a radical degree of love because you've been loved radically. Those are two different attitudes that we have. If we have those, we know that we're on the right track. One more point. Imagine if the people in our lives, our friends, our family, our coworkers, people were to see in us, St. Patrick's parishioners and members of the school, what if they were to see in us a radical love of loving our enemies? What would they think of the church? What would they think of the school? How would that be a witness to the kind of father that we worship? In just a few moments, we're going to be receiving Jesus who loved us when we were made enemies because of our sin, who choose to be like his father. Perhaps as you receive Jesus, you can ask the Lord to, to reveal to you all the ways in which you are not loving your enemies. Maybe perhaps the ways in which you're judging them and you're condemning them and you're not forgiving them. Ask him to reveal you and then reveal those things to you and then beg him for the grace to love like the father and not to love like everyone else.